Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial on the big screen, accompanied by the symphony orchestra performing the score live, May 3rd and 4th at 7.30 at the Paramount. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Friday. It's the 2nd of December. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. President Joe Biden has proposed Iowa be removed from the early window of the Democrats' presidential nominating process. It comes as members of the DNC are in Washington to rework how their party kicks off primaries. IPR News confirms Biden's proposal would go South Carolina, New Hampshire, Nevada, Georgia, and Michigan. In a letter to committee members, President Biden says the Democratic Party should get rid of caucuses and ensure voters of color have a voice much earlier in the process. Jeff Kaufman is chair of the Republican Party of Iowa. He says Iowa will still go first for the GOP in 2024, and he'll back up Iowa Democrats if this plan goes forward, and they want to buck their national party and still go first. It will find in the Republican Party of Iowa and in me personally a very strong partner in making sure that they can be successful and that we can share resources. Iowa Democratic Party Chair Ross Wilburn issued a statement last night. He says Iowa does not have the luxury of conducting a state-run primary, nor are Republicans who control state government likely to support legislation that would establish one. The full DNC will need to sign off on any plan early next year. Most of Iowa's election results are now official after the State Board of Canvassers certified the midterm election results yesterday. According to Secretary of State Paul Pate, the results of three Iowa House races will be certified at a later date. Recounts and a county recount canvas are still pending in House districts that are in Cerro Gordo, Lynn, and Scott counties. Overall, state officials confirm more than 1.2 million Iowans voted in the midterm election. That's 55 percent of all registered voters. The federal government is awarding Iowa's Department of Health and Human Services more than $28 million to strengthen its public health infrastructure. We get the details from IPR's Natalie Krebs. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is awarding $3.2 billion to state and local governments to help improve public health workforce and infrastructure. Most of the money comes from the American Rescue Plan Act funding to support workforce development. The CDC anticipates the money will help do things like recruit and retain critical frontline workers such as epidemiologists and contact tracers. In a statement, Iowa HHS says it will use the money to, quote, meet critical infrastructure needs and make strategic investments that will have a lasting impact on the entire Iowa public health system. It says this includes also hiring staff that will support local health departments. The federal government would monitor Iowa's troubled Glenwood Resource Center for the next three years under a proposed settlement between the state and the U.S. Department of Justice. The DOJ began investigating in 2019 and found Iowans with severe disabilities were subjected to human experimentation and poor medical care at the Glenwood facility. The new agreement between the state and federal government has yet to be approved by a court, but it contains a long list of requirements for the state to follow in caring for Iowans with intellectual and developmental disabilities. State officials previously announced they would close the Glenwood Resource Center in southwest Iowa in about two years. And an Illinois-based newspaper chain has bought the Burlington Hawkeye. Community Media Group owns 41 publications across the Midwest and eastern U.S. Chairman Larry Parado says the Hawkeye is unlikely to return to seven days a week schedule, but he says the five-day paper should see continued service with a larger staff and delivery directly through the mail. We will be adding to staff uh, 
significantly. First, on the news side, the Hawkeye definitely needs uh, additional reporters to effectively uh, cover uh, Burlington, West Burlington, uh, Des Moines County. Parado bought the Hawkeye from Gannett Media, which inherited the paper from its 2019 merger with Gatehouse. This is here first. Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about The Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. Think of this year's drought as a sort of dress rehearsal for the drier, hotter future scientists predict climate change has in store. Long-lasting drought conditions could change what we eat, how we breathe, and where we go for a drink of water. Harvest Public Media's Elizabeth Rimbert reports. I'm walking through the Platte River right now to get to a sandbar that's right next to a bridge. You can hear the cars passing overhead. The reason I'm able to walk right now in the Platte is because there's just a couple of inches of water in the river. It's so shallow that I actually saw some guys driving their pickup truck in the riverbed. Even so, the fact that there's any water in the Platte is a little bit unusual. For the past few months, parts of the river have been bone dry. Every time I do drive across the plow, you just see the dryness. You just kind of hold your breath a little bit. That's Liz Elliott. She works for the city of Lincoln, which relies on the plat for some of its water. She's part of a team searching for another water source as the Midwest gets drier and hotter. And we know to make sure that we have water for the next hundred years that we need to find a second source of water. Thinking far ahead is a good idea, according to Daniel Weitzel. He's a climatologist with the High Plains Regional Climate Center and the National Drought Mitigation Center. He says things will have to change as dry stretches that were once in a lifetime become more like every couple of years. Like you've heard about a thousand year precipitation events, right? So in similar light, we could have thousand year droughts. In the coming decades, higher temperatures and lower rainfall will mean more dry years. Downpours will be intense and short, depositing months of rain in days. The hard, sun-baked soil won't be able to take in the moisture. That is going to substantially limit the ability of this part of the world to function as one of the major, quote-unquote, breadbasket regions. Nick Jordan is an ecologist at the University of Minnesota. He says U.S. agriculture is going to have to change significantly to find its place in a drier future. It could mean fewer corn and soybean fields. They have to be planted every year and take a lot of water. We have to move away from that or we're going to have a food system that's really vulnerable to the variable weather. There's going to be a lot of collateral damage to society. So instead of corn flakes, will we eat kernza flakes? Kernza is a perennial grain, which Jordan says could do better in future droughts. It doesn't have to be planted every year, and its deep roots can track down water. But the economy would have to change a lot for farmers to opt for perennials over good old reliable corn. It's in candy bars, antibiotics, gasoline. But corn isn't the only thing that takes a lot of water. One pound of beef costs about 40 bathtubs. Enter lab-grown meat. Emma Ignaszewski is with the Good Food Institute, which researches alternative proteins. Communities have been forced to adapt to increasing droughts, floods, fires, and crop failures, all while the demand for meat is set to double by 2050. She says meat that's grown from animal cells can get people their protein fix. After all, labs don't need Mother Nature for ideal growing conditions. 
dry ground doesn't just hurt agriculture. It can also hurt people by making its way into their lungs through dust storms like this one, which hit western Kansas earlier this fall. Jesse Bell studies water, climate, and health at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. He says air pollution from dust storms and wildfires could cause serious problems for people with asthma or increase heat-related deaths. Drought changes the environment, and that change in the environment can lead to human health outcomes. It'll take time before we understand the full scope of how drought affects human health. But Bell says it's a good time to start preparing. The problems could potentially get worse in the future. If we're trying to take steps to address these issues now, it'll make us better prepared for the future as well. A future with less water and hotter temperatures. That will likely mean a lot of changes to the way we live. For Harvest Public Media and the Kansas News Service, I'm Elizabeth Rembert. David Condos of the Kansas News Service and Excret Nunez of Harvest Public Media contributed to this report. This is Here First from IPR News. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening.